Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast, Parents for Education. Here we explore ways to improve our children's learning experience and our performance as parents. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where you can get more answers to your questions on education and become part of the community. Let's welcome Jim Zwerz, a career educator and international speaker. Jim will speak with us today about creating family culture. Hi, Jim. Hey, Bhavani. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, good to have you again. So, Jim, today's uh, topic would be creating family culture. Uh, would you be kind enough to define the word family culture? Because I think that itself is a... Um, people have different thought processes on that particular phrase, family culture. What is it exactly? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, um, you know, I, I, this is a this is a, a, a big topic of mine because uh, I love to I love to consult uh, families, but I also love consulting groups and organizations. And one of the things you find is every sort of group or organization has a culture, right? It has a way of doing things. It has a way of looking at things. It has, uh, you know, things that they decide about what's acceptable and unacceptable behavior and actions and things. And, and so uh, all of these things add up to the culture of the group and it applies to a family as much as it applies to an organization. Mm -hmm. Could you give us an example just <clears throat> to be more precise? And does a family culture always have to be a positive thing or, you know, it could be something which somebody else might consider it negative, but it could be positive for the, this particular group. Is that also possible? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's interesting because, um, you know, talking about this today in terms of creating a family culture, I'm just gonna encourage parents to create the culture that they think their family should operate on in. Not necessarily what do other people do? What do the neighbors, how does it appear to the neighbors? you know, things like this, you know, and, and that sort of family culture, um, I think should be very unique, you know, starting with the parents and then involving the children as they're, as they get older. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot, a lot that kind of can go into it. Um, you know, again, like it's part of the rules you set as a family, it's the things you believe, um, but the one thing about culture is a it's going to exist whether you create it yourself or not so there's always going to be a family culture uh whether you're aware of it or not and what i'm encouraging people to do today is to look at that and consciously kind of direct or or look at or figure out their family culture um yeah so as you said it's there but people are not aware probably, right? So make it more of a norm in the family, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you just make it consciously, be consciously aware of it and, and consciously uh, creating it. The, um, you know, a lot of families, you know, they just go through life and everybody's, you know, acting as individuals and maybe they get together for certain events or meals or things like this, but there's no real like, um, there's not necessarily a sense of unity or a sense of like, um, you know, this sort of, uh, 
you know, sort of direction for the family. Everybody's just kind of doing their own thing. It's not really functioning as a kind of a team or, or something. And, um, you know, everybody in the family should be there contributing, being part of the um, building the family up. And again, that's a big part of culture. Why, why is it very important, Jim, to have a family culture? I mean, could you name us some advantages? Okay, so, so I, I will say you have a family culture whether you're aware of it or not. So it's not a question of should you have a family culture, but you should. So what I'm suggesting is that you sculpt and create a family culture that suits your family, that suits your ideals, that suits the, um, you know, that, that that's uh, practical and also, um, you know, useful and helps create an ideal situation for your family. When my, uh, an example, like um, when I was growing up, you know, we, we were uh, quite poor as a family and we, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of chance to, you know, travel or do different things. But my mom was very creative and a very positive person. And she always, you know, she never let like a lack of money be an excuse for things. Um, and, but one thing that was very much emphasized in our family is that we were a family, you know, that, that we were a family, that we had each other, that, um, that life, you know, that life should be fun. My mom always emphasized, you know, let's have fun. Let's do things that are fun. And, um, and these kind of things really built, you know, it built a family culture that I grew up in. And, uh, you know, we always, you know, always had each other. It was always very tight with all my siblings. And um, and we're still we're still a close family to today because my mom consciously or unconsciously built this culture of like a tight bond between all the family members. And, you know, we kind of had that growing up that sort of like, OK, we, we were uh, one of the poorest families that we knew in our neighborhood and things like that. And, and, and that sort of created a bond and a motivation for us growing up. So uh, that's kind of an example of a culture. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually a nice example because your example actually says a family culture is directly proportional to the well-being of the family, right? Yeah. So, as you said, it's just naturally like mushrooms out there, and then you make it a trend or something like that, right? Yeah. That's that's really very yeah. interesting. Uh, um, other families I know like are very like uh, strict. Like I have. Um, uh, relatives who who their family it's kind of a very much more disciplined environment the kids are expected to be very excellent and do things at a very high level and be very like focused on their academics and things like this and um uh you know that that creates its own culture right and that has its own advantages and disadvantages i say that was a family that's less close and less warm but also individually you know very successful Kids that grew up in that family were very, um, you know, professionally successful and, and, and things like that. So, again, like uh, the kind of culture you, you create and that you want to create, it's it's good for right now in living in the family as well as, um, you know, going forward, how people, kids grow up and such. Uh, you know, a family culture that might sound very rigid, like you said, a family known to you had very, very disciplined, you know right yes is that 
is there any right and wrong when a person sets a family culture so somebody could be just very fun loving you know they could be wanting to just let loose and that could be their family culture or otherwise it could be just being very disciplined so you know you find kids saying oh i'm going to so and so's house but they very strict there it's very you know they are like this blah 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 or they like that mm-hmm. etc you know so uh, when the child is able to fit into different cultures is that uh, is that a good thing how does that work yeah so i think there is not i, I would say there's not a right or wrong culture I think it needs to suit the individuals. I think it, you know, probably stems first from the, the you know, the, pe- the personality and motivations of the parents. And I think um, as parents, you know, sometimes now we're a little bit afraid, we're worried about damaging our kids or damaging them psychologically or, or different things. And we're kind of be maybe a little um, uh, overly careful or worried about, um, you know, harming our kids. So we're afraid to kind of enforce rules or enforce discipline, some, sometimes like that. And I think it's important that um, to kind of relax about that a bit and, and to realize even if you make some mistakes as a parent, um, it's not the end of the world. It's not like these uh, kids are very resilient. They're not so fragile that uh, every little thing is going to, you know, harm them and be a lasting thing. You know, if, if you're if you're mostly positive, and you know every now and then okay you fail and you lose your temper or things like that I mean, that's normal happens to everybody and doesn't mean it's the end of the world um but so i think i think you know parents parents need to look at kind of like okay well what's the what's the kind of family we want to create you know do we want to have a very disciplined family do we want to have a very fun loving family it, you know is um you know i mean i would say like I think everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants a family filled with love. And I think some ways that's interpreted different ways. Sometimes it's lots of hugs. Sometimes it's tough love and, you know, pushing your kids to be excellent, even though it's difficult. And, you know, and then that's also a a way of showing love, you know? So I do think, I do think it has to do with the the family and the decisions of of the parents and building the family. But I think most of all, it is like that conscious decision, like it is a conscious decision, like how do I want my family to be? Because if you don't, then, you know, you'll just have a you'll have a kind of a culture just as a default, you know, you'll just have like whatever people do, then that's the culture. And it may not really be ideal and satisfying for you as a parent. That's that's a very good insight, uh, Jim, because just like we have peer pressure, you know, we have parent pressure. Like, you know, you, as a parent, you want to compare yourself with somebody else and know what is their culture. Needn't be yours. You, you just gave a very good pointer out there saying that do what you think is best and, you know, be very positive. I think that's a really great thought over there. Um, do you think there are certain areas where we should have a culture? For example, sleeping time, homework time, play time, you know, from your point of view, because young parents tend to oversee certain things. Yes. So um, rules or, or what I'll call the policy of the family or the rules, 
that's a part of the culture as well. And also how those rules are enforced is part of that culture, right? So if you say you have a rule of like, okay, kids need to be in bed by 8 p.m., then, okay, that's a rule. So what happens when that's violated? Kids are still up, it's 8.30, they won't go to bed. Are you the kind of parent that will go and sit in your child's room and you'll like me read them a story till they fall asleep or you know or go lay down with them until they fall asleep you know um very often uh you know parents will just put their, their kids in bed with them so that they can all sleep and the kids are more comfortable that way and parents get some sleep and um you know and i i, I don't recommend that because i think it sets a bad precedent i always you know when i always put my kids in their beds and, you know, would stay with them until they fell asleep if that was needed. Um, other families, like like when my family growing up, you know, it's like a different generation. And we were just told to go to bed. And if you didn't go to bed, you'd get a spanking or something. You know, it was just a very uh, much stricter than I think the current generations are. Um, so, you know, that being said, I think the rules <clears throat> are part of the culture, but really, I think it shows more in how the rules are enforced. Uh, you know, in my family, when my kids were very little, I wanted them to kind of be seeking excellence and doing great things and, and you know, really taking on the world. And so we made this rule up. I, well, like, like I mean, let me put let me put this differently. Like there was, I wanted my kids to think in terms of what's what's excellent, not just like what they did, what was easy, did they accomplish it? But did did what they accomplish? Was it done at a high level? Was it done with a sense of excellence? And when my kids were very little, I started this idea with them that like, you know, in, in our family, we always do things top level, like the Zwier's family, we just do things top level. And, and it was a simple, a simple way to describe it to the children and they could understand it. I mean, I'm talking about when they were five years old, you know, um, and it's something I just kept repeating and repeating over the years because I felt like it was this very simple idea that a child could understand and it would apply to so many areas. So, you know, I just kind of preached that with the kids until it kind of sunk in. And I think largely, you know, they, they, they did accomplish things at a high level and, you know, it was, but it was something they were always aware of. It wasn't just a matter of like, did you do a, did you do a, you know, a good writing for your class or did you do like a top level writing? You know, did you do the, you know, the best writing you could, things like that. And I think that kind of like became sort of a culture and, you know, even uh, my kids will quote that back to me today. You know, they're, they're all adults and they'll be like, oh, dad, yeah, we got to do this top level, you know, and it was kind of a thing that, that, that really became part of the family culture. So that's kind of a personal example on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice because it, uh, as you said, as they grow up, it just imbibes in that and then it comes back again. So it's going to be carried forward also. If it's a good culture, it's well and good, right? Yes. So parents do have to, so in your opinion, you're saying that parents do have to be a little flexible also and not, you know, like stick to it, keep the end product in mind and work towards it, right? Like you said, where you put them to sleep, not just, okay, go to bed, it's time, bedtime. If they find a difficulty, the parent also helps the child through it, right? 
I, I mean, I think that's always great. And I think that's always a good a part of, you know, part of parenting is, is, you know, helping your children, helping them through, you know, difficulties and things like that. I mean, uh, I think, you know, personally, I always thought like, you know, a culture, you know, built on warmth and caring is certainly the kind of culture, it's kind of the family I wanted to be part of. And so that's, that's what we tried to create. Now, you know, culture, so there's sort of like, there's that family rules and regulations and, you know, and then also setting goals for the family. Like if you're saying, good, well, we're all going to get into top colleges. Like all my children are going to get into top colleges. Like, you know, if you're very highly motivated like that. Now, I think that's great as a goal. And I think it's great to have the kids work towards something like that. And then the, you know, and then the family, you know, it becomes a family goal. Like the parents are saving money. They're building up money for college. They're saving money. The kids are working hard. They're getting good grades. They're researching different careers and things like that. I think that's a great kind of a family a family goal to work toward together. Um, just as an example, I mean, I think as kids get older and they get into their teen years and things like that, that, uh, you know, a lot of kids that are originally suited, you know, seemed suited for, or the parents really had hopes for them achieving a very high academic level. Some Sometimes it's not as realistic for every child. And so, you know, those goals can be modified or adjusted. <clears throat> but either way, you want your children to be successful and and uh, self-sustaining, you know, you don't want your kids dependent on others. You want them to be able to stand on their own two feet. So these are, you know, things, you know, that part of that culture. Uh, another thing is, you know, the, you know, the society influences the culture we have as a family too. You know, we have our religious beliefs. We have the, you know, the, the ideas and the cultural beliefs that are passed down to us through our parents and through history things like that. And I think that's important too. If you have, you know, strong religious beliefs, and it's important that, you know, an important part of your culture is bringing your children up with those beliefs as well. Um, and there's just sort of like, you know, so, so if you think like, you know, part of that culture is completely self-created in terms of what, what rules and things like that you create as parents. And then there's also a part that you're, you know, absorbing and taking in you know, the culture of the world you grew up in and the culture of the world around us. And I think it's it's great to be kind of, um, to, to take those things in, but take it in from a very high, you know, very much a viewpoint of a, awareness that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So I, uh, from, your, from what you said just now, Jim, especially with religious beliefs, as mm -hmm. the child grows older, you know, and they they meet a different setting, they go to universities and then they meet other people from different cultures also. Then sometimes the child starts thinking, or maybe by now he's a youth, he starts thinking that uh, this is not so important. How can a parent, you know, try to retain the culture? Because this is something that would have come down, as you said, you know, generation after generation, and it might have a value behind which could have been lost but retaining the culture you know the value remains yeah like, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just one just an example like you know some festivals which i've seen in india are only celebrated on mainly depending on seasons the you know the weather or especially seasonal they're very seasonal festivals and they're very beautiful 
So, but you know, with time, students don't need to understand that they just think, oh, it's religious belief and they're trying to cut it off as they grow up. As parents, how can we retain that? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, starting young, I, I, I would say I would say actually even or even before that. So the thing you want to do, first of all, is have that conversation, you know, with with the, both parents, if there are two two parents in the in the family. And, and if not, at least for yourself or maybe with a friend, kind of discuss the family culture you want to create. Like what would like in your mind, what would be the perfect family, you know, um, and, and you kind of kind of you can even write this stuff down, just discuss it till it's clear in your head, whatever. Um, and then and then in terms of like when you have that discussion, you know, I have I have uh, you know, for example, I have uh, families at my school who are you know who are Jewish, and they're also they're not like I wouldn't say they're super orthodox, religious Jewish, very you know following every step of the religion, but yet there's a big part of their family culture that they raise their kids with these traditions, doing the bar mitzvahs, doing, you know, doing the different ceremonies, things like this. And I think they, you know, there's important like milestones, which kind of connect you to, to your ancestry it can be very important. Um, but I think first of all, you know, if the parents kind of create in their, at least in their minds or on paper, they can create this sort of ideal, kind of culture that they want for their family, how they want to operate, what are the rules and policies you have as a family. And then the next step, you know, and then so with, with things like religious, um, you know, religious ceremony or cultural ceremonies, things you do as part of society, you know, in America, there's these cultural events like 4th of July, our Independence Day, that's a big deal, you know, or, or other different holidays. Um, it's important that you actually celebrate them and actually, and, you know, actually take the time, do things with your kids, celebrate them. If, if, if there's, you know, costumes or fancy dress involved with an, with an event, you know, get the kids to do that, to dress up, things like that. And then, um, you know, it, it's sort of like you basically, you just build it into their, their routine. It's just part of the things you do. And that is sort of like, another way of looking at culture it's, it's sort of like it's the things you do kind of automatically you know it's the things you just do because that's what one does um and if you set that you know when you say well well that's what one does but you say well that's what one does in this family like you could have like literally like in spartan times like in ancient greece if you had two two brothers with a disagreement you just have them fight and then this one who was strongest was right you know, it's just kind of a society based on strength. Nowadays, you'd be like, okay, well, two siblings have an argument. You want them to be able to sit down, you know, calmly discuss it and come to an agreement. So that would be something you'd kind of build into the culture. Like we don't get into, you know, big arguments. We have rational discussions. That's what we do and be, and make that kind of be the normal thing. Um, of course, of course, it's not going to happen all the time perfectly, right? That's but but you're at least you're creating you you're kind of creating this picture, and then you try to you know come as close to that as you can. Yeah, that's so true. Also, um, Jim, uh, one last thing I would like to ask you is: Do children have to be taught to respect each other's culture? Sometimes children have a 
kind of a maybe a cultural clash we would say or a identification problem which culture do i follow and then you know um should they should this be an answer you know like respecting others cultures or understanding another person's culture you know is that important and um, yeah. is important to me yes well absolutely and th and that's that's important if that's important to you okay so as a parent and you if you're say like if if you think it's important to respect other cultures then that's certainly something you need to teach teach your children okay just like any other part of this uh because i don't think there's necessarily a, a a perfect or right or wrong answer otherwise i would just tell you this is what your family culture should be right and i just write a book about family culture and that'd be the end of it um but I feel like it's very, you know, it's very different and very unique for every family. Again, you know, going back to your own culture that you grew up in, as well as your own personality and goals. Now, you know, one of the things that does ha happen, though, so when as a as a parent, a big part of creating that culture is is embodying that culture, right? You want to demonstrate with your own behavior and set that example for your children in proper behavior. If you're if you're saying like, okay you know, children shouldn't swear, and then you're using foul language all the time, then obviously, what are the kids going to do? They're going to listen to your words, or they're going to watch your actions. And the same thing with culture, like if you're showing, like if you're, if you're showing respect and communication and willingness to discuss different viewpoints with your children and others around you, then your children are going to mimic that. And this is going to become part of your culture. You know, creating you know, creating culture and being a parent, it's not a one-time lecture. It's not a, I made the rules and hung them up on the refrigerator door so everybody has to follow them. You know, it's something that gets constantly created. It's something, it's like a campaign that happens over a long period of time. And sometimes you're successful and some battles you win and some battles you lose, but you keep creating it over a long period of time. And that's what really uh, will solidify and build that culture. More like evolution. <laughs> yeah. The evolution of the family evolves around. It takes time and does happen. It's true. Thank you, Jim. That was really very interesting. You know, we got a lot of pointers on that. Thank you so much for giving us a great insight. That was a great um, talk on family cultures. It, I think it has helped a lot of parents, I'm sure. Uh, please stay tuned with us to get more ideas and more views on. Happy parenting. Very good, Bhavani. I love, I love doing these. These are really fun. I love to be able to share my experience with everyone. And as always, we wish everybody happy parenting. We want to help you make the next generation brighter, stronger, and happier than our own. <laughs>